Well, if you're paying any attention to the Midland Daily News at all, you know that something very exciting happened this week, which was a bear wandered into Midland. It's a big day in the town of Mayberry when a bear wanders into town. Very exciting. Here's a picture of that bear. This is an actual picture from the homeowner themselves. In fact, they go to this church. Angie was gracious enough to share this picture with me. She's actually serving in children's ministry today. But this bear wandered about for a while and ended up in her backyard and eventually in her garage. Like, yes, indeed. If you go to her Facebook page, you can watch videos of the two police officers standing next to her garage door and her kind of scrounging around, moving the dogs while this thing is scrounging and scratching at her back door. Now, fortunately for her, this is just a friendly little 200-pound black bear. This wasn't a 1,200-pound brown bear who's devouring everything in sight. But it's still not every day that you have a bear wander into your backyard. And I have heard of situations, maybe not exactly like this, but where a little baby bear is rescued. And for whatever reason, this person decides to bring this bear into their family, if you will. They adopt it, and they think, oh yeah, cuddly little bear, nice little fuzzy. You know, and for a while, it's nice little fuzzy, and then eventually, (laughs) there's a different story, right? Bear who was your friend, now you become bear food. And the story changes. There are just far too many stories of people being mauled by wild animals to ever think that bringing a wild bear, especially a grizzly bear or something like that, into your home is a good decision. It's just not wise. Why? Well, I think the reason is that despite how much we think we're going to love them and cuddle them and whatever else, ultimately we can never change them. They're still a bear. They're a wild animal. And for a while, they will enjoy eating from your hand, but eventually, who knows? It just may happen that they also eat your hand. They're a bear. We can't change that. But here's the thing. What's interesting is that even though we would never adopt what we might consider our enemy, God does this very thing to us, to we people who are sinful and rebellious, who are intentionally antagonistic and hostile towards him, he comes in his great grace and brings us into his family. But he doesn't bring us in and leave us hostile. Instead, he actually, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is able to change us from something that we were to something that we were not. He remakes us and changes us to something totally new. So today, what I want to show you in the next few minutes is this uh, brief outline of what's happening in Romans 8, and that is this. The Holy Spirit, through adoption, changes us from enemy to child to heir. From enemy to child to heir. Let's try that this morning. Let's try it. Ready? Enemy, child, heir. Good job. Exactly right. Romans 8, one of the most beautiful, majestic, powerful passages in all of Scripture, has been called the inner cathedral of the Christian faith. Here's a spot where we're shown the greatness and the glory of God through the redemption of His 
eternal and infinite plan we call the gospel, and it's actually likened to the process of adoption. So let me just walk you through um, the same thing I did with the kids, only a little bit different, from enemy to um, child to heir, from what we were to what God did to what we will receive. It starts like this. We were enemies of God. Uh, Modern TV and, you know, I would say the modern North American mentality is that everybody everywhere is good. Don't worry about it. Just find the good in you. But the Bible tells you something extremely different. In fact, the exact opposite. What the Bible tells you is this. Not that we're all good, but instead in Romans 1.18, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For all have sinned, Romans 3.23, and fallen short of the glory of God. There's no one who's good. Not one. Not the Pope, not Mother Teresa, not me, and not you. None of us are perfect, and therefore we have fallen short of God's absolute perfect standards. And what that means then is this. The Bible goes on in the same, same uh, book, in the book of Romans, in the same letter, and it says, look, you've all sinned. The wages of sin is death. That means you're all going to die. And if you die apart from Christ, that means eternal separation from God in a place we call hell. And it's not an imaginary thing or a bad spot or pure darkness. It is eternal conscious damnation and torment. It's a bad spot. It's way worse than an orphanage. An orphanage is isolated. An orphanage is difficult. An orphanage lacks relationship, but it it may or may not be a place of intentional suffering, whereas hell is. Because you have infinitely offended an infinite God, it never ends. Therefore, we are in, by nature and by choice, a bad spot. But God, in His grace, our adoptive spiritual father, says, hey, I don't want them to stay in that bad spot. I want to give them a way out, and I'm going to make it possible, even if it costs me my own son, my only begotten. And as a result, Romans 5.8 says this, this so that was our bad spot. Now here's God's work. What does he do to adopt us? It says God shows his love for us in this, in that while we were yet sinners, even though we're in this bad spot, Christ died for us and made us his own. In other words, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. If you just follow this path, this is what you're going to get. The path of sin is death, but the free gift, free to us, not free to him, he paid for it. The free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. In other words, God's work, what he did in sending Jesus the Christ, the only begotten Son of the living God, to die on the cross and raise from the grave for the forgiveness of sins is what pays your price and gives you the opportunity to be adopted into the family of God. And if you believe that, church, if you believe that, 
unbeliever, if you believe that visitor, if you believe that first-time person who's ever heard that, then your sins are forgiven and you are welcomed into a new family. That is huge. Don't leave here today if you don't know for certain that your sins are forgiven. You cannot walk out of this room without having sinned. Everyone has sinned. It's not just because I'm a preacher sitting here on Sunday morning telling you you've sinned. If you're honest with yourself, you know you've sinned. You know you've messed up. Nobody's perfect, but God is. So don't get out of here today without taking care of that. Make sure your sins are forgiven. Believe in Jesus. And if you do, look at what happens. You move from a bad spot to what God did to a great spot. Romans 8, today's passage that the kids are studying, that we're studying too, says this. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised Jesus from the dead, the same God who raised Jesus from the dead, will also give life to you, to your mortal, mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. For you who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God or children of God. Why? If you didn't receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, don't go back, even though it's a different lifestyle and it's kind of tricky, don't go back. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. If you can call out to God, that means you're one of His children. Because you have the Spirit, and the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, ha-ha, even better than heirs, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with now Him who was the only begotten, our brother, Jesus, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. Amen? This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. This is a promise. God won't go back on his promises. He's not going to adopt you into his family one day and say, oh, made a mistake. The whole thing on the Jesus, on the cross, uh, well, I, that was a bad idea. Instead, I should have done something different. No. He just spent everything he had to get you. Do you think he's going to give you up? Not a chance. There's no way he's going to cash you in after what you cost. Not a chance. You're his, and he's not letting go. Therefore, as heirs, Romans 8 tells us, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Instead, here's the benefits of being an heir. Look at this. You're free from condemnation. If anyone wants to condemn you, they have to condemn Jesus. Are they better than him? Not a chance. Free from condemnation. You're indwelt by the Spirit. You're permanently adopted, and the end of Romans 8 says you're destined for glory. Not some pie in the sky, but the eternal redemption of all that is. The fix, the final fix that takes care of everything that no one or nothing else could. Real glory. We're in a good spot. Hey, and I want to say this as gentle as I can, but it's a whole lot better than being some bear relocated to Grayling, right? I'm in a bad spot. I don't want relocated to Grayling. No offense. (laughs) I want an eternal home in glory. And that's what happens. God brings me, who was hostile, into his family and relocates me, not to Grayling, but to being in Jesus, which will eventually take me to heaven. So in other words, 
though we were enemies, through adoption, the Holy Spirit of God is changing us from enemy to child to heir. So look at those three words, and here's your following three applications for today then. Enemy, child, heir. Well, what do you want your enemy to do? (laughs) Surrender. Give up, right? So if you are an enemy of God, what do you think you need to do? Surrender. Stop fighting against Him. You're not going to win. You're in a losing battle if you're opposing the Almighty God. Surrender. Give up. If you're a Christian, surrender. Give up. There's probably still things you're holding back on. Surrender. All, not some, all. Give up. Fall at His feet and call Him Lord. It's not a religious title. It means Master, King, Savior. They called uh, Caesar the same thing. But Jesus is Lord and God. Surrender. Look, enemy needs to surrender. You need to surrender. I need to surrender. Daily, we need to surrender. Surrender. Give up. Number two, if you're a child, you know what you want children to do. Even if you don't have a child, what are children supposed to do? Church? Obey! Exactly right. It's not that hard. Obey, kid. (laughs) What are you doing? Do what I tell you. Obey! Child of God, obey. Obey. Look, children's job is pretty simple. What is it? To obey and learn and grow. What is your job, child of God? Obey, learn, grow. Don't stay where you're at. If you do, something's wrong. That means you're sick. You're not well. You should be developing and growing as a child, as a person. Obey, learn, grow. And finally, as you do so, eventually, you know, the full life circle eventually comes around and you receive, in theory, an inheritance. Now, in Christianity, it's guaranteed that you do. So you move from enemy to child to heir. And as a result, if you really were one of those trust fund kids, if you knew something was coming, you would be living life different. You would be so joyful. You would be spending and investing now. You'd be like, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't have to work. I can do what I want because why? I have this amazing inheritance. Now, God is not telling you to be foolish, but he is telling you to be confident, to be joyful, to be exuberant, to look forward to the future. Why? Because your inheritance is guaranteed. The stock market, companies, pensions, but Jesus, whoa, right? It's guaranteed. The Holy Spirit does what we can't do. We can't change a bear into our friend. But the Holy Spirit can change us, his enemies, into his children. And when he does, we're taken from a bad spot. And God does something, and we're put in a good spot. As a result, we can surrender. We can learn, obey, and grow. We can live joyfully and confidently in our Lord and Savior, in our Father, and in Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for children and for adoption. Thank you for your Holy Spirit and for the Word of God. Thank you for the work that you do to change us to be more like you. I pray, Lord, that you'd convict each and every heart in here, that you'd show us where we need to grow, where we need to surrender, where we need to deal with our sins, and what we need to do to follow after you. Help us not to pretend, but help us to look it straight in the eye and say, yeah, Lord, I've sinned, 
And this is what I need to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, one more thing. If you want to talk about that after service today, I'll be right down here. So if you want to come talk to me about your sins and see how Jesus can forgive them, come on down.